the year is 2024. PBS Plus has just launched, bringing the world streaming services to 4,387. How can anyone be expected to go through all this content? Fear not, loyal passengers. Captain Joe Shoes and his first mate, Mez, are here to travel through space and time to bring you the best nuggets pop culture has to offer. Strap in, folks. It's time for the Car Joe Mez Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 388 of the Car Joe Mez Podcast. I'm Mez, and my co-host, as always, is... The Magistrate. Of Caravan City, Captain Joe Shoes from the Car Jomez Podcast. Yeah, you all, buddy. What's up? How you doing, bro? Gomez, I am deathly ill. What? What happened? Basically, since we stopped recording last week's episode, I have been besieged oh, no. by a horrible chest cold. Oh, terrible. And I have been sneezing. I have been coughing. I have been fleming. Lots of fleming. It's very gross. But just like the grimace, nothing can stop me. Uh, you're damn right, buddy. Mm, look at you. You look good. You don't look sickly. You look pretty I mean, okay. I, listen, I, I look great under normal circumstances. So even an ill me is still better than, I don't know, 92% of the population out there. We're very lucky to have such a handsome co-host on this podcast here. The Herald of Handsomeness, the Colossus of Cuteness. That's what I'm here for. Oh, my goodness. Uh, thank you guys for listening to the Car Jomez podcast. Remember to smash that subscribe button wherever it is that you're listening to this. Leave a five-star review. Follow us on all the social media at Car Jomez and Gomez. We are wrapping up Romance Month here on the pod. We're getting ready to go into our March Madness, so I hope everyone got their votes in. But before mm. we even get into that, I said nothing can stop Captain Joe's shoes because I was not going to be stopped from heading to Pittsburgh, Ooh. Pennsylvania yeah? this past weekend. For what? To see my beloved penguins, no matter how Ooh. much they hurt me, <laughs> as they retired the uniform number 68 in honor of of one of my childhood sports heroes, Yaramir Yager. Man, when you woke up sick, you must have been like, you motherfuckers, you're trying to stop me. Legit, it's been about a week now. Like, I can't shake like this Ugh. cough. I wake up in the middle of the night just coughing, coughing, coughing. I got to go spit. Then I go back to bed, and I cough, 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 and then I spit, and then I go back to bed, and I'm like, I whatever it is, I if even if I have COVID, I'm going to lie on this test. And say that I'm okay to get on a plane. Like, I, the Penguins have really only retired one number in their history. Really? And now, well, they, there's two numbers retired. Number 21 was retired in honor of Michelle Briere back in the 70s, who was a player who was in a car accident and died. So that's oh, one okay. of them. The other is Mario Lemieux, who's literally on the Mount Rushmore of the game of hockey. Yes. And my favorite <laughs> player of all time. Sure. And that was even 27 years ago. Now, how often is it that 
you have these opportunities to go to these games. Like your childhood sports heroes are only like my favorite baseball player of all time is Greg Jeffries. The Mets are not retiring the number nine anytime soon. That's not going to be a thing. (laughs) Yaramir Yager, once Mario, between his back injuries and leukemia, finally retired in 97. Yager was the one holding the fort until uh, Mario came back for a while and ended up having a second half of his career. But Yager was the man, and it was the first jersey I ever had as a kid. So when they announced this back in, like, October, I was like, I have to buy a ticket. So I buy the ticket. I want to say it cost me about 150, 160 bucks at the time. Obviously, it's a little expensive. I'm in the upper bowl, but I don't care. I just want to be in the building. This isn't something that happens all the time. And then in the lead up, I say, eh, maybe I'll just put the ticket back up for sale on Ticketmaster. Do I even really want to go and make the trip? And it's going to be expensive. It's going to cost money. And I always let those thoughts creep into my head because it's very easy to just sit home and watch it on TV, right? I get it. Yeah, of course it is. Then a couple weeks ago, I'm on the Twitter and I see Yaramir Yager autograph signing the day before the game at Steel City Collectibles over in uh, outside of Pittsburgh. So now I'm like, okay, now I got no excuse. Like I have to go to both now. Because yeah. it's one thing to go to the jersey retirement ceremony. It's another thing to actually be able to meet the guy, right? And I spent 100%. a lot of money on a premium item autograph and a photo op. I was like, I don't care. This is a once-in-a-lifetime op. I'll never have this chance again. Because as soon as this ceremony's over, he's going back to the Czech Republic and probably won't be back ever. I just... You you joke about it, but hundred percent. Come on, that's definitely gonna happen. He ain't coming back. He's got no reason to. So I went online. I bought like this cool starting lineup that I'm like, I'm gonna get this signed. I'm a toy guy. I'm gonna get this signed. And I bought a brand new Yager jersey that I'm like, oh, this will be what I wear to the. I need a new Penguins jersey anyway to wear if I go to games. If they come to Tampa, I make the drive over. And I'm just looking at it, and I'm looking at it. I go, you know. It'd be really cool if I got this jersey signed and then framed. It'd be like a centerpiece in my collection. And then I don't have to worry about like the box getting damaged in my bag as I'm flying. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. I'm like, fuck, that's what I got to do. So I bought this jersey. I never even got to wear it. And I brought it to the signing. It's got a beautiful signature right in the middle on the eight. It's so gorgeous. And then I took the picture with him and I got my captain's hat on. And he took one look at me and he goes, El Capitan, you come see me. And I said, absolutely, Yogs. And then he gave me the salute. That was like his thing. Whenever he'd score a goal, he'd pull his hand out of his glove and do a salute. And then I saluted him back. It was like a professional courtesy between captains because he was the captain (laughs) of the Penguins at one point. He was the captain of the Rangers. So it was a professional courtesy between captains. It is a experience. If you would tell 11-year-old me, that one day you're going to meet Yarmir Yager. You're going to have an autographed jersey. Like, those things seem, like, so fanciful to me. Like, we didn't have the access to yeah, no. athletes and celebrities, especially back in the early 90s like we do today. We just spoke a couple weeks ago about the kind of people who show up at the Comic-Cons now and the meet and greets and all that. And, yeah, it's expensive to do, but if you have the means to do this, 
or do something or meet someone who was impactful to you during your oh, yeah. formative years or means anything to you, man. Like I thought about, ah, just sell my ticket. I don't really need to go, man. Fucking go fucking do it. I was sitting at that game and I'm sitting next to two people. We each had one ticket each. So there was like another dude about my age on the end. There was an older man between us. And then it was me coming in the row. I was C3. And we're all talking to each other. And the first guy came in from Washington, D.C. And the older dude was actually originally from Brooklyn, had moved to Pittsburgh to go to college in 1980, and has been a Penguin season ticket holder since 1984. And he's saying, you know, I was at Yager's first ever game, so I had to make sure I was here oh, for wow. this one. And Crazy. we're just all we're just all talking hockey and about like what this means to us on different levels. And you know, for me, this is literally one of my childhood sports heroes. And the ceremony the Penguins put on was fantastic. The players that they had as ex-teammates to come out was phenomenal. We got to see Mario. Yager's speech was incredible. He it was funny. He took digs at his old teammates, like Ulf Samuelson, for instance. He goes, Ulf I, I, I talked to Ulf Samuelson. He told me to make sure I said something nice about him, but honestly, I couldn't think of anything. And then Yager's got his his young girlfriend there. You know, Yager's in his 50 now, his 50s now, but the man does not date age-appropriate women. So he's got this pretty young girl sitting next to his mom and they're like this is his girlfriend dominica and he's like oh you know i want to thank my girlfriend dominica for coming and making the trip she's very too she's much too young to remember me playing for the penguins but don't worry i've showed her all the tapes from the <laughs> classic yager <laughs> and then after the ceremony's over we watch the banner go up and like, see, I've never been at a Jersey retirement ceremony before. Even when the Mets did Piazza, I wasn't there. I was at the game where Piazza got inducted into the Mets Hall of Fame, but yeah. I didn't go to the <laughs> retirement yeah. ceremony. So this is the first one I've ever been to. And it's something about being in an arena, right, where you see the banner being yeah. lifted. You know, if you're a hockey fan, if you're a basketball fan, a baseball kind of hard to do because they just kind of unveil it at the top of the stadium somewhere. Like, oh, there's this plaque with just a curtain over it, as if you don't know it's there already. Yes, it is. It's true. <laughs> you know, but there's something about, you know, hearing the music play and watching the banner be lifted to the rafters and seeing the emotion on the player's face and their family's face. And and just like in that time, you kind of self-reflect about all the times like you spent watching this player. Or for me, a lot of it, too, was playing early Sega Genesis, NHL, EA Sports hockey games like how Yager was always my man. And I wish, one thing I really wish I would have done, Gomez, when I got to meet him and I got the photo op, I mm -hmm. wish I would have had like a, you know, like the plastic things you put under the chair so they can roll on carpet? Sure, yeah. I wish I would have had like one of those, but like a cutout of a, a blue star with a digitized 68 right wing so like I could ask Yager to stand on it so it would have been like NHL 94. You're so funny. <laughs> I was thinking yeah. about that after the fact. Like, that would have been very cool to. I don't sure. know who else would have gotten it. Sure. But for Doesn't me, matter. it would have been cool. Yeah. You got it. That's it. Yeah. But to have those experiences, you know what? Life is very short. And I think about things much differently now than I, I did even a few months ago with everything that has gone on for me in the past year. 
uh, we're pretty much at about a year since my father died. And I think about things like those people missed out on, you know, uh, in a couple of weeks, it'll be 10 years since our friend Mo died. I think about all the things that he's missed out on in that time. My friend Joe, who was my tag team partner, um, he, this year will make eight years that he's dead. Crazy. And I like one of the things I say to myself is because uh, he was a huge Marvel fan before it was cool to like Marvel comics. Yes. He and was. I go, man, he didn't make it to see. He didn't get to see the end. Yeah. Infinity War and Endgame. Like, and just yeah. like, that's something really stupid, but it's something no. he missed out on that would have yes, meant a lot loved, to him. Yes. He would have loved to see it. And something like this, I was, as, as I was sitting in the building, I go, I'm so glad I'm here to see this. Good. Because I would have watched it on TV and I would have thought that was fine, but it's a completely different experience when you're there live and able to appreciate it in the moment around other people in the same mindset who appreciate it the same way you do. There's something to be said for being in crowds. I, I know since COVID, a lot of people don't like doing things anymore or have gotten used to staying home or don't want to go out and be a part of anything anymore. Get out there, push yourself to go out. I'd like this. I didn't mean for this to turn into a Ted talk or anything, but push yourself to go out and do the things that make you happy. Even if they're uncomfortable, because at the end of it, yeah, it was an expensive weekend for me, but it's not something I get to do all the time. Yes, And it's not like my childhood sports heroes are having their numbers retired every week anymore. So go out there, do the things, have a good time. Pittsburgh was very, very expensive because it was $150 for a hockey ticket. The amount of Ubers I had to take because this fucking signing was like 45 minutes away from like actual Pittsburgh. Wow, yeah. Oh, my God. So it was like $65 Uber one way and then a $65 Uber back. And then I go to the game. First off, it's fucking freezing in Pittsburgh. You think? <laughs> and the, I look at it as pitchers and catchers just reported to spring uh, it's training. Spring, it's spring. <laughs> so what are we doing? What are we doing? It was just Groundhog's Day, bro. Relax. You got a couple weeks. Bro. <laughs> I'm up in Pittsburgh in shorts and a hoodie. It's 24 degrees without the wind chill and then i gotta wait outside for this autograph signing and it's literally snowing on me and i'm like it's been so long i don't even know what you do with snow anymore and it's like piling up on my hoodie it's like all on my bag i gotta like brush it off this is insanity so when I'm at the Penguins game the other night, I bought pants. And now I'm, like, I'm wearing them now just because I feel like I got to get my money's worth out of them. They're like $55 yeah. pants. How, how often you got to wear them to get your money's worth for those pants? Like 55 days. A dollar a day. <laughs> I thought I was going to spend so much money on merch at this game. I figured they're going to have Yarmer Yager themed everything, right? And they didn't. That's I was crazy. Like, I want to buy a patch. I want to buy a t-shirt. I want like whatever you got. I want to buy it. Sure. I want yeah, to buy it. I'm looking to spend money. Yes. I and want to spend money. Please. <laughs> I go into the team shop during the first intermission and they have no stuff. So they crazy. just had the jerseys, but they're not even like the throwback jerseys. They're the new style jerseys with his name on it. And then they're like, Oh yeah, we're, we have no, 
merch. Like the patches you can only get through online through the Penguins Foundation. Mm. And the only thing they had left at the store were like the mini hockey sticks. And I'm like, what the so fuck? I don't want that. Like, this is the Just probably the, the shirt, biggest bro. game you're gonna host all season, and you don't even have like fucking t-shirts in the store. Like, Just what are shirt. you doing? Shirt, bro. Just say Yaga Night. Like, don't like nothing crazy. It, it, <laughs> you know, it could have been they have all the logos and celebrate yeah. 68. Just throw that That's on a it. t-shirt with the date That's on it. it. Yeah, I don't know. Simple. You you go to any other team, the no pins, like you would think there'd be like an enamel pin of the banner or something. Nothing. Wow. Uh, like we love merch. Yes, I love selling merch. I love money. making merch. People want merch. Give me merch. Give me merch. I want it. <laughs> very, very happy to be back in Florida, Gomez. I, you know, it's nice to have sun. It's nice to have the, the warm embrace of my homeland. Except for the fact that it was 50 degrees and rainy when I got here. Better than 20, bro. Come on. <laughs> oh, you want to hear a better story? Here Not only go. was it 20 degrees, but I stayed in a discount hotel. Okay, I figure sure. I got to cut corners. Got to cut ends. Yeah, okay, sure. So I get this room, and it's at a, I don't want to say a reputable chain, but a known hotel. Sure. Okay. But it's on the cheaper side of things. But I get the room for $55 a night. I needed two nights. So I go, that's fine. Because hotel yeah. rooms are very, very expensive now. Yes, they are. So, but the first night I go in there, the room is freezing. And I can't find the thermostat. So I just think, this is a cheap hotel. I don't think they have thermostats. So I'm laying under the covers and I'm just like thinking, like, I'm like, there's gotta be a thermo. Like, how do you not have a thermostat? And I spent like three hours and I'm texting Knick because normally whenever I stay in a hotel now, I have Knick with me. And I'm like, hey, do all hotels have thermostats? Because whenever we go somewhere, I never really worry about yeah, the heat or anything. Care. Yeah. And he's like, I'm pretty sure there's there's a thermostat. And I I couldn't find it. I'm looking on all the walls. It turns out it's like the big heating unit, air conditioning unit is attached to the it's wall. And you got to lift up the cover. But it took me over three hours to find that. Otherwise, I thought I was going to die. And I ordered more blankets. Death. They sent me more blankets. So I jack up the heat. I put it on 85 degrees. And I, I have the extra blankets on on top. And I'm like, because before that, I'm like, oh, my God, like I may die in my sleep tonight. I thought it was going to be like. Uh, like when Jack Nicholson in The Shining gets caught in the in the ice, like that was gonna be me. And then they could have made a Funko Pop out of it. It's a good pop. <laughs> but I'm I, I, I lived. I lived. Eighty five so. and seven blankets. He's here, boys and girls. He's back. He's better than ever. I feel like uh, Jeremy Piven in old school, where they go, "Hey, cheese, didn't we lock you in the dumpster?" And he goes, "Yeah." I got out. Oh, That's me. Good. Good. I live. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, Joe. Well, you you were busy this week, gallivanting the streets of Pittsburgh, having a grand old time. I wasn't gallivanting because I wasn't going outside. <laughs> I didn't even want to go have a cigarette. I like I I, I had to weigh the pros and cons of going outside to smoke. I, I understand. I do. I know you. You once, especially once you got under those blankets, you weren't going nowhere. 
I wasn't. You were finished. You were finished. <laughs> well, I figured you were busy this week. So I don't know. Joe, you got any you got any breaking news for us? I don't. Oh, that's whatever a news shame. I had is broken long ago. Oh, that's a shame. Too bad. I've got some breaking news. Oh breaking news. Oh, baby. So, you know, I said, let, let me see what's going on in the world. I got to let my man know in case he missed something. So I got one or two things we could talk about here, Joe. I want to talk about them. I'll start with this one because we, we talked about this recently, right? We always talk about Marvel and and how they do things, how they conduct their business and stuff, right? Um, Normally, Joe, when Marvel announces a big movie or a big casting... How do they usually go about this, right? They a big show, like a press conference, right? Well, usually Kevin Feige comes on national television and he goes, television, hit the breaking news music. And they hit the music <laughs> and then he busts in with the news. Always, right? It's always it's always a show. We always we're gonna know. Well, apparently things ain't so good in the Marvel world because this past week was Valentine's Day, right? And on that day, they decided we're going to post something on Twitter of all places. And the post that they put up was the announcement of the cast of the Fantastic Four. It's official, Joe. We know our cast. So I saw this, and outside of the guy playing Mr. Fantastic, I have no idea who the other three people are. So you do, though. You do. So, I'll tell you. The lady, it just looked like a crude Valentine's Day card. It was. That was, it was obviously, like a drawing. It was obviously the Mandalorian as Mr. Fantastic. Yes. yes. And then the other three are like left up to the interpretation. Well, that's not true. They all look like who they're supposed to be. You just don't recognize them. Now, the lady, I don't think you really know her. This is Vanessa Kirby. She's most recently famous. She's in the last two Mission Impossible movies. Yeah, no idea. Also, is she related to Kirby, Kirby's Dreamland? or Kirby? No, sadly, yeah. she's not going to be sucking up anything and turning. She was also in uh, Hobbs and Shaw. She was uh, the, the sister. She was Jason Statham's sister. I know oh. no one cares about that movie. But so she has been in something. She, you know, she's kind of a thing. Uh, the thing, this guy, this is the guy from, he was in Andor, a couple great episodes, and he's most famously known now as Richie from the Bear. He plays the cousin. He's one of the main characters. Oh. Yes, that's the guy. I can't he's stand the, him. He's the thing. Okay, well, you know, he'll be in costume or CGI most of the time. And now playing Mr. Uh, Johnny Storm here, you know this guy. The name's not going to ring a bell. Joseph Quinn, who gives a fuck? But you know him most famously as Eddie Munson from Stranger Things season four. Oh, really? Yeah, little rock and roll boy. Got the yeah, apparently he's he's hot or something, and mm. he's gonna be uh now they also the announced torch. Doom, right? Doctor Doom is supposed to be in that photo on the back wall. This is what you know hasn't been announced, but all the rumors are that Doom is gonna be uh, a part of this thing. We'll see. I don't know. They also, you know what they did announce? They announced 
<laughs> so when Fantastic Four had a cartoon on uh, TV, for some reason they added a robot to the Fantastic Four. I don't know if you remember this back in the day. Uh, the robot is in the picture, so it looks like the robot is going to be in this uh, in this show in the movie. Excuse me. How do you feel about the Fantastic Four, just in general? I like them. I don't love them. Uh, they do have good comics. I've read some great comics with the Fantastic Four, but they were never they were never my thing, you know. See, they're always put to the side as like one of the staples, the bedrock of yeah, Marvel the Comics. First, the first family of Marvel, yeah. When you go back to setting Marvel Comics up in the 60s, yeah, sure. But as time has gone on, I couldn't give a fuck about the Fantastic Four. By the time the 80s came around, no one could give a fuck about the Fantastic Four. They had their little cartoon in the 60s or whatever. They've had their shots at, at, at mainstream movies. None of them were very good, especially the last one with Michael B. Jordan. Like Those were like stars. Like He's a star. Yeah, he's a star. But that movie was absolutely abysmal. The ones before that with Jessica Alba and the Kamish, they were on the lower end of yes. entertaining. They were, I guess, fine enough for sure. shitty comic book movies. I mean, they weren't god-awful. Silver Surfer was pretty bad. But the first one is, like, not the worst thing you've seen, but it's also not, like, very good. No. But it's just, like, as someone outside looking in, didn't grow up a comic book fan. But I have never felt the importance on the Fantastic Four that Marvel and I feel like the community places on the Fantastic Four. It's now just, that could just be know. a generation gap. That's like me saying, I don't think Babe Ruth is better than Barry Bonds. I didn't grow up watching Babe Ruth. So maybe that's the thing. So maybe yes. it's the people older than me realize what the Fantastic Four meant in its time. But I don't think that has translated over the decades. 100%. You know, for a while, Marvel's mad petty. And for a while, they stopped doing Fantastic Four comics because we don't own Fantastic Four. Why are we going to give them storylines? Why are we going to yeah. help them make movies? So they literally stopped making Fantastic Four. Like, that's wild to me. But now they're back in a big way, blah, blah, blah. We'll see. I don't know. It's supposed to be a big movie. I mean, you know, this is our next Avengers. You know, we don't have Avengers, really. We got Fantastic Four, though. We'll see. For the third attempt. Third, third go round. It's supposed to come out 2025 still. We'll see. And uh, I had two other things, Joe, food related. Mostly, I just want to let the people know we've meant we mentioned it, I think, a, a week or two ago. There's these pickle jelly beans. They are now available at the Target. They were coming soon. They're there. I've seen them in soon the is today. Oh, baby. So if you got a target by you, pick up these pickled jelly beans. Let me know. Should I eat them? I mean, I'll probably have them by the time we talk next week on this podcast. Maybe I'll eat them here, too. Just eat them all show long. Let you know how good jelly beans are, especially pickle flavor. Oh, baby. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. See, I love pickle, but I don't know why pickle thinks they could get away with with infiltrating all our things. Why, why Big Pickle thinks this. <laughs> That's my thing. I love a pickle, but I don't, you know, I'm going to eat these jelly beans, but do I really need jelly beans that taste like pickle? Do I need a candy cane 
pickle? Not really. I mean, I'm going to try it. You know, it's silly. It's silly. And Joe, Taco Bell dropped some new items this week. Mm-hmm. Mm, I ran out there and tried the new chicken crispinata. Is that how we say it? Crispinata? Yes, crispinata. crispinata. Baby, this shit is good, bro. Ooh. It's like 350. It's one little empanada, you know, decent size, like a regular kind of size. And it could come with a ranch sauce, or you could substitute it for a nacho cheese. So I they substituted. did something recently where they did like some steak ones a yep. while back, and you get the dipping sauce and all that. Number one, the cup is not appropriate dipping size for the size of what like they're it. giving you. Yes, and then it makes such a fucking mess. Like it's it's sloppy eat. I hate sloppy eating. I hate it. Like if this, if this, I don't know if they've made any alterations with this chicken version, but if you go on my YouTube, I did like the steak one whenever that came out a few months ago, and it was fucking horrible because you dip this thing in, it doesn't even fit in the fucking cup. You almost gotta pour it out to be on your crispinat, like just a horrible execute. Like no one fucking tests this. I can't like it's not like I'm a genius, guys. It's not like I'm the only one that's ever fucking eaten a crispinata. It's not like a you don't test the sauce. Like, what are you doing? Uh, I didn't think it was very messy. Maybe it's different. Maybe it's different. Like you said, it's a different thing. But I will agree that yeah, like I gotta take a bite and to like even it out so that I could fit yeah, it in so that into you the have thing. Room to- yes, yes. That's unacceptable. But it was yummy. They don't have a fucking lab where they're testing it. Harrison Ford has a goddamn lab. No wonder he doesn't want people in it. They eat all his Taco Bell. (laughs) That's it for the news. Great. I'm sorry, Taco Bell got you so upset. I didn't know know it was a sore subject. You know what else is going to get me upset? What else? I haven't even seen this. What happened? But. The word on the street, here we go, <laughs> is that this Madam Web movie came out. Baby! <laughs> Joe, let me tell you something. Your boy was very busy this weekend. I saw oh, really? lots of movies. I saw a lot of movies this week. What'd you a lot like, of movies. Like you left your kid on the side of the road somewhere, and all of a sudden you got all this time you don't know what to do with now? Oh, baby. My kid was picked up on Friday by her Grammy, and she's in Pennsylvania. Oh, baby. It was lovely. Got to wake up late. I woke up, watched the movie, went to the movie theater. I went to the movie theater two times this weekend, Joe. Two Gomez, times. what's it like to be a swinging bachelor? Woo! I don't know what to do with myself. Woo, baby. Oh, so I went to the movies twice. Let me tell you. Not a good time at the movies. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay. We'll start. We'll start. I saw Lisa Frankenstein. This is a movie. It's a horror movie. It's a Frankenstein kind of story. Uh, it's PG-13. It's written by Diablo Cody. We know her. Juno. Yeah. Other stuff. Juno. Uh, Juno. Uh, and it was directed. This is the feature debut 
for Zelda Williams, this is Robin Williams' daughter. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's like it's I thought like this was deal. one of the aunts in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. <laughs> See, but people don't get that because that you hear Sabrina, they probably think of that other Sabrina, the Harrison Ford oh. movie Sabrina. <laughs> <laughs> he wants people to stay out of his love life. Oh man, I already <laughs> love around the clock. Oh, Lisa Frankenstein. It stars. Uh, remember that that horror movie? I think I made you watch it, right? Did I make you watch Freaky? I've seen with all Vince of them. Vaughan, yeah. With Vince Vaughn and he switches bodies with the girl. I think no. you watched that one. No, I didn't make you watch that one. I don't believe so. Oh, well, I don't think one. I've seen a Vince Vaughn movie since like 2007. I mean, that's understandable. I've seen two since then. Uh, Brawling, Cell 99, fantastic. Oh, what a movie. Uh, and then this freaky where it's a, a freaky he was Friday. Fighting, fighting with my family. He's like the yes, wrestling coach. He was. Which yes, is very odd. He was. Well, that stars that girl and uh this other boy, the twin. Black Black Widow's sister. No, this is this is Ant Man's daughter. That's who this is. The young one or the old one? The new one from the, oh, the most okay. recent. That's who's in this movie. So she's Lisa Frankenstein. She's Lisa Frankenstein. And then she's putting together um, the guy from Riverdale. You know, Cole, uh, one of the twins. Sweet Life. You know, one of those kids. Frankenstein. (laughs) It is Cody. Yes, that is. That's the name. Sweet Life is Zach and Cody, right? I don't know. Is it Zach? It's definitely Cody. I don't know if it's Is it? I don't know. Whatever the fuck their name is. It is those guys, and uh, it's one of them, the one the who Sprouse. does things. The, the Sprouse, yeah, right? Cole Sprouse, Cole yes, and that, Dylan Sprouse, yes, Cole and Dylan. So, I think this is Cole. I think Cole's the not one who just does a hat rack, my friends. I, I'm very, bro, yes, I'm very, you did that good. You love your Frankenstein, you see that? <laughs> I, I, I've always wondered because if I remember correctly, Lisa Frankenstein was Frankenstein's third born child. And so I just always wondered like what it was like for her growing up as the the youngest daughter of Frankenstein and going to school and trying to be regular when you're a Frankenstein. It was, it was good. I'm very glad she got her story. Finally, you know. <laughs> and she was with Cody, so she got to finish the story. <laughs> oh, I love it. What an episode we have this week. I love it. <laughs> so the movie, it's okay. Uh, it's all right. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I felt the movie's only like an hour 40 something. It kind of felt long to me. I'm like, oh. Oh, that's is... not good. I was like, yeah, it's like, supposed to be a quick movie. And I'm like, it's kind of, you know, I, I don't know. I think the movie's a little too all over the place. One minute, it's this type of thing. It's that. I don't know. Uh, there were a lot of teenagers in the movie theater. That was good to see. People are going to the movie theater. So I was like, oh, okay. They must like these young, these young hip actors. I don't know. <laughs> to make them rush to the theater. I don't know. It was crowded for a Sunday afternoon. But Gomez, that wasn't all you saw in theaters. No, was it? it wasn't. It wasn't. I had to see one other thing. Because how could you not, baby? The movie of the week, Madam Web. Holy shit, Joe. This fucking movie, bro. So 
I've thought about going to the theater. I was going to go last week, actually, when it immediately opened. And like I said, I haven't been feeling well. So rather than go to the theaters and be coughing and sniffling and everything else that goes along with that, I've been going home and like taking NyQuil and DayQuil. Yeah. You know, just right. Exactly. And I'm still not like I'm muting my mic every two seconds here. Um, And then I flew in from Pittsburgh and I had a very early flight, a crack of ass dawn today. And I said, you know what? Maybe I'll just grab my keys and go right to the movies. But I was like, I haven't heard good things. So maybe my time is better spent taking a nap rather than going to see Madam Web. And you haven't even begun speaking yet, but it sounds like I made the right choice. Baby, you made you you could have told me you got run over by a car, and I'd be like, you know what? I think you made the right choice there, Joe. I think I think being laid up in the hospital, I think that might be better than than sitting through this fucking movie. This is a bad movie, but not bad in the fun way. This is just like a a poorly made movie where you watch it and go, how the fuck does a movie like this get made? How does a movie like this get put out into worldwide release? It is incompetent on so many levels. It is just poorly acted. The story is terrible. I don't know. I guess because they did so many reshoots, um, the voice acting in this movie it feels like everything is done in post. Like they're just like re- redoing lines. Like it doesn't set. Like all of a sudden, this guy's coming in hot with his voice. I'm like, yo, that sounds awkward. And it was over and over. And it's just boring. There's a lot of nothing happening. It's just not. So let me boring. ask you this as someone who knows absolutely nothing about Madam Webb. What is your level of knowledge about Madam Webb going into the movie? Like everyone. I know who she is, but ain't nobody give a fuck about Madam Webb. Okay. And so coming out of the movie, what level of knowledge do you have about the character of Madam Webb now? It's about the same. Uh, I think if you went into the theater, you would be worse than leaving. You'd be like, I don't... Like, I can see... When she's doing her power stuff, that you just can be like, wait, what is happening in this movie? What's going on? What does she do? What it's just so I'm I'm going to go see this movie. No, because no. between now what you've said and everything I've read, because people have come out of the woodwork not to trash Madam Webb for the sake of it, but simply to say exactly what you said. How does a movie like this get made? Everything about it is so bad from stories to like the level of knowledge you leave the theater with from everything in the way they put this movie together. And this is what I've read from film Twitter this week is just people saying this movie is literally unacceptable on all levels. And like I said, with the dipping sauce for the crispinata, does nobody test these things? Is nobody watching the dailies? Is nobody saying this script sucks? What are you people doing? Because the way it makes it sound is that a bunch of people with corporate executive jobs and a nice fancy title on a business card 
got together, made a movie about a character they know nothing about for an audience that they have no fucking respect for and expect to be rewarded for it. And that's what it sounds like. The movie takes place in 2003 and they straight up made a 2003 Marvel movie. Like, this is like, wow. Like, what? This is like, like, what? These are the choices? Here, let me tell you, this is uh, not really a spoiler, but um, in the movie, right, if you've seen the trailer, you've seen whatever, the marketing, right, it's Madam Web, uh, Dakota Johnson, and then there's three other girls, uh, you know, most notably Sydney Sweeney, right? Um, so these girls are in the movie, and the movie revolves around them having powers and doing things, right, except they don't have powers in this movie. You see, they're in their costumes for 30 seconds of this movie, Joseph. Okay. Um, the so for what you don't know is Madam Web, her powers are premonition. She could see the future and then spidey blah blah sense. blah. A super spidey sense, you might say. So all we're seeing are premonitions of these girls who eventually will become. Their superhero alter egos here, but they are not even close to doing that. There's not even a scene where they might even be infected. Like, there's nothing about that at all in this movie. And it is amazing that that's what they decided to do. Because I think that'll be the thing people leave going, wait, they didn't even, what? There was no, there's no big showdown. Bro, this movie, bro. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Well, that's not the only piece of shit Dakota Johnson has done in her career. <laughs> oh, you don't say, Joseph. <laughs> because Gomez, we're just going to jump right to it. The movie that we watched to close out Romance Month is Fifty Shades of Grey from 2015. Oh, yes, it was. And this was a big book. Back in what 2011, yeah, probably two years or so before that, set the ago. world on fire. Every every fire, woman you knew was reading this book. Yes, I sir. didn't, I knew nothing about it, but it was supposed to be scandalous. And oh my god, can you believe the things that happen in this book? And I said, the way the inter the the feeling I got from listening to people talk like my mom, because of course she read it, is that people who are very inexperienced in the world of coitus just have not heard that this is like something that happens. And then we get a movie on it. And it comes out in 2015, clocks in at two hours and five minutes. Gomez, it does big box office. Big box office domestically 166.1 million dollars, internationally 403.4 million for a worldwide take of 569 and a half million dollars, all on a 40 million dollar budget. Insane. Domestically, it comes in 17th for the year of 2015. Right behind Hotel Transylvania 2, which does 168.4, 
and right above the SpongeBob movie, Sponge Out of Water, at 162.9. IMDb gives it a 4.2. I think that's generous. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 25% fresh. I think that's generous. With an audience score of 41%, which is incredibly generous. So what is this movie about, Gomez? Well, what I... is this movie? <laughs> Literature student Anastasia Steele. Her life changes forever when she meets handsome yet tortured billionaire Christian Grey. And we mm. get Dakota Johnson playing Anastasia and Jamie Dornan, who is like an underwear model or something, playing Christian Grey. Yeah. I seen him right before this movie came out. He was on a Netflix show where he played like a serial killer and uh, he was good in it and it was good. And uh, yeah, then all of a sudden he's, I'm like, really this guy. Okay. Interesting. So it was originally supposed to be Charlie Hunnam from sons of anarchy yes. in this role. And then because of scheduling conflicts, it was too many projects he had going on before and after where he would have basically gotten no break. So he had to drop out. I bet he regrets taking those breaks now. <laughs> the thing is, he knew. He even said it's it's not going to get good critical reviews, yes. but it's going to be a smash hit. And obviously, take, it was because they the do they do two sequels, right? Yes, they do all the books. But this has got to be one of the most horrible movies we've watched on this show. This movie sucks. It's terrible. It, it's absolutely terrible. So the story here, and I know I'm giving away that, like, we're supposed to keep that to the end, the opinions, right? It's just it doesn't matter. from top <laughs> to bottom, this movie sucks. The script sucks. The screenplay is done by Kelly Marcel, who was brought in to translate the, the book. book. Yeah. Well, E.L. James, who's the author of the book, said, I don't like this script, and then basically ends up rewriting half of it until she has a script that she feels is sufficient for this. Oh, God. And we get this story about Christian Grey, who is this, I don't know, late 20s billionaire businessman. Yeah. You don't know what kind of business he runs. Nope. You know nothing about him except that he's like a fucking stalker. And he yes. just shows up at places. And he's trying to train these girls to be what he wants them to be. And we get this breakdown of what they think bondage and SM, the uh, dominant submissive relationship, is supposed to be. Sure. And as someone who has dipped their toe in the waters here, sure. And when I say that mildly, yeah. I mean that sure. dip their toe. I've sure. never gone full fledged into any of this stuff. I can tell you that these are people who obviously have no fucking idea what they're talking about, writing about, no. acting about, doing anything about. From top to bottom, this movie is just a giant piece of shit that completely justifies my previous opinion of just feasting on people who have never had sex outside of the missionary position. Bro. We are watching it. I'm watching it with my wife. We're like, all right, let's watch this this sexy movie. Let's see. Let's and we are just like our mouth is open and just like disbelief. Like, this what? This is this is the the scandalous movie. This is the scandalous book that's supposed to be. Oh my goodness, bro. It's the corniest shit. It's like so ridiculous 
the sex scenes in this movie are so corny. They're so nothing. Nothing, uh, right? Nothing. Nothing. Um, you know, and then so then when then they get into the, the bondage aspect of it, it's even more nothing. Like it's it's nothing. She gets spanked. She gets spanked she, a couple times and then she goes home and cries about it. Yeah. And that's literally how the movie ends. The ending of this movie, I couldn't wait for you to watch this movie because this movie just ends. Like, we're not kidding you. She, right, she spends the movie, they're having sex, having a good time. She gets spanked a couple times. She continues to want to expand upon the relationship. She doesn't want to be just a sub. She wants to be the girlfriend. That's not how these things work. You, When you're in these type of roles, you have to know your role. role. You have to know your role. And shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Um, <laughs> you know, for for instance, I talk about uh, the mistress and and her pets that I, I I meet with sometimes. I am there just to be a basically a toy in their game. I have to respect the boundaries that they have. I have built a rapport with them, but the second I try to make it anything more than it is, is the second this ends. So. She, right off the bat, does not understand what she's getting herself into, which yes. I understand. If you don't sure. know what you're getting yourself into, that, that's one thing. But then she keeps trying to push it and expand yeah. upon it. He's pretty animate about this is how it's supposed to be. And yeah. she's constantly pushing back. At one point, they have like the contract signing where they're like yes. meeting there. Paragraph one, line three, that needs to be uh, rectified. to, And okay, like now you know what you're getting into. You're, like you're signing, and she didn't sign the contract, but no, she's there she negotiating the terms yes. of what's included in this to be his submissive. And yet it still doesn't dawn upon this girl, hey, what am I really signing up for here? What You think you're that special that the, the world's youngest billionaire is just going to track you down because you just happen to be so special? No, it's so he can fucking... Yeah. I, I, have fun it, with you. Yes. <laughs> it's true. That's the whole. So I guess that's right. That's supposed to be the uh, the attraction because I guess I guess no girl has ever told him no or been against anything, right? So well, this is I guess what draws him into her. Obviously, people have told him no because he's always yes, on the hunt for a up. new sub. Yes. <clears throat> sure. And they always give up or whatever. But you just look at this movie and you go. And and that's the whole thing is that he's tortured from what from being young and rich. So like you said the you know she gets spanked a couple times and then the movie ends where she's like no give it to me for real give it to me how you really wanna to do it and so he beats her ass like you know not like he spanks the shit out of her and she is upset she leaves I don't want to see you again that's too far and the movie just ends that's it. They got this whole room of bondage equipment, braces, collars, all this stuff. None of it gets used. Nothing. Just none of it. The only thing we have is a fucking flogger. And she gets yep. hit with the little leather fucking uh whip thing. And that's it. So she it. at that point, we've not even scratched the surface of what this no. guy is looking for and you've had enough so 
I don't understand what this movie's going for. I don't understand what it's supposed to be. I can tell you what it's not, and that's good. Terrible. I'll tell you, I watched all three of these movies. Okay, because I was like, we gotta see. Uh, I watched it. I watched it two weeks ago. I had watched it to make sure I really wanted to make sure you want. You know, like it was on the list of what to watch this month, and I said, let me watch it first. Let me make sure. And I said, yeah, I got to make this guy watch this fucking piece of shit. Because this, I can't, he's going to be like shocked that this is the movie. Like, this is the fucking movie. Like, I was like, he has to see this. And so the second and third are even worse. They're even less sexy. By the time the third movie comes, it's not even like a sex movie at all. Like, it's it's like they're, uh, something bad is happening and they're trying to save the day. Like, it's something totally different. Is this girl in the other movies? I would think she, he just moves on to different girls now, right? No, it's the whole thing. They're together. The Ugh. the second the second movie starts with them not together, but he wants her back. And they just get back together. There's no like craziness. They just okay, let, let's make it work. And then it turns into, you know, become a girlfriend, become a girlfriend, and then it ends with them getting married. He goes from never wanting that. It also seems the timeline for this movie, I didn't double check, but I meant to double check it. It seems like this is all happening maybe within one year, not even. It seems everything is bang, 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 bang. Okay, this happens, this happens. Someone gets fired and comes back to be an evil villain later on in the series. Yeah, bro, I'm telling you, these movies get so stupid and just totally off course it's ridiculous. It's 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 something. Can't believe this was a thing. Uh, just although I guess you can. Maybe you can believe it was a thing, right? Because everyone is so corny. Like, of course, of course, this was a thing. You know, <laughs> I. It's so odd because I feel like we've evolved enough. Where, I would like, think so. Sex is like not this but, dark, deep secret thing anymore, and. We when have you see all, this movie. <laughs> we have access to all sorts of porn for decades now. Yes. So you think a majority of people have at least been exposed to certain things and that would they would not have been to in prior decades or generations. And what this movie shows you is that no we are still the same Puritan nation that was founded all those hundreds of years ago. It's true. Let me hit that music for you. Are you a man? A double main man? Are you a man? A triple main man? A man, man, man? A quadruple main man? Are you a man? Are you our man? All right, Joe. The scandalous 50 shades of gray. Main man stands. Can't wait for this one, bro. Zero. <laughs> Absolute zero main men. Nothing redeemer. I and listen, I don't know what else Dakota Johnson has been in that is good, but if this is what she's known for. And now she's supposed to be the one carrying Madam Web, which sounds like it's going to be the worst movie of the year. Then what are we doing still putting her in movies? I get she has famous parents, but at some point your resume is your resume. 
And just because you have experience don't mean it's good experience. So Dakota Johnson, what the fuck are you still doing out here? Because if I failed as much as you, I wouldn't have a fucking job. If I've been as terror, and I understand this movie made money. So like, we oh, we're not going to hold it against her. We know we're making a bad movie. But this movie's fucking terrible. This is a pile of shit. It's awful. I cannot believe it made this much money. That so many people flock to theaters around the world to see this scandalous movie that's just not even anything as advertised. And you would think, like, internationally, where we always say, oh, the hot European... Remember, like, Eurotrip did a movie about how crazy... That's 20 years now, Eurotrip. But how crazy the Europeans are with their sex and how open and how wild. And you're telling me that internationally, this movie did over $400 million? That is crazy to think. That's a lot of people leaving the theater disappointed, right? Like, oh... This is what the Americans think is sexy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we will show them sexy. <laughs> so, you know, it's funny, you, you know, you're talking shit about Dakota Johnson and what she's done. And it's true because uh, for the Madam Web, you know, the press run here, she's been very kind of like, fuck Madam Web, you know. And I've seen some people going, does Dakota Johnson know that she's Dakota Johnson and she's not above Madam Web? Like, this is where you belong doing in this shitty, shitty ass superhero movie, honey. Like, you, like, I don't get it. Uh, so I've never. Her parents are Don Johnson and Melanie Griffith. Yes. Which I didn't know until today. Yes. Uh, and the only reason I know that is because in one of the notes I read, it says that she begged her parents not to go see this movie. Because she she just thought it would be weird for her parents to see her like that, which I get. I mean, it is. Why you want to see your daughter naked all day? But I can't tell you anything else she's in, or anything so, that's good that she's in. Like what? What else has she done? So the only other thing, see, this is my thing, right? So Dakota Johnson been a thing for a while. Never got it. I'm like, what is this? Uh, she's in the remake of Suspiria, right? And. In that movie, I was like, oh, like, I kind of got it. Like, I was like, oh, all right. Like, I got into her. It's about dancing. It's about witches in a, a ballet uh, thing. So it's a lot of dancing and stuff. And I was like, okay. Like, I kind of, I was like, all right. I, I could dig this girl. But since then, she has done one other movie that I like where it's like a kind of a romantic comedy. I can't think of the name right now. But it's like where she has a, a son. And she meets like a, a DJ or something. And so it's like this, like, you know, a cute little romantic comedy. Nothing, nothing serious, nothing crazy. I thought that was good. That's it. That's it. I like how she talks shit to Ellen. That was good. <laughs> you know? Oh, that was her? That was her, yeah. No, Ellen, you were invited. You know, that was her, yes. <laughs> but you look at the people in this movie. No one of note is in this movie. Outside of like Marsha Gay Harden, who plays yes, they Christian Gray's They're... mom, but otherwise, and she's in it for five minutes. There's no one yeah, of no, in this movie. No. So when you look at it, and now you say she's out there on the press tour talking shit about Madam Web, yeah, like she's she's like talking like she's above it, like all the interviews, and she's kind of like eh, you know, like honey, this you, this is where you belong. You're right where you belong, bro. <laughs> Listen, I don't know what else she has lined up after this. But 
you look at this now and you go, it can't be much. Like, how many chances do you get? Sometimes a lot, sadly. Like, uh, you know, if you look at her IMDb, if you were to play her IMDb game, it is three, all three Fifty Shades of Grey. And then apparently she's in the social network. Must be for like two minutes. Like, really, you know? <laughs> uh, Cha-Cha Real Smooth. That's the name of the uh, the movie I was talking about. Other than that, I'm looking, I'm looking. I guess she was in, no, she's not really in a lot of stuff either. See, and the thing is, like, I understand, like, bad movies need to be made too. Like, you're going to have bad movies. So you get, like, this guy, Jamie Dornan, who plays Christian Grey, but, like, he's an underwear model. He's just, he's just trying to, you know, he's not out here thinking he's, like, a legitimate auteur. You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm sure, oh, yeah, he'd love to be like a leading man, and wouldn't we all? But if you're going to go around, you're going to be the lead of a Marvel movie and then start talking shit like you're above it, then go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Uh, so, I give yeah, this movie a one. Zero, yes, I'm going. So between us both, this guy, <laughs> when you add up the scores... <laughs> got some boobs in it right we can't give it a zero it's got some boobs joe that should be enough for a one right look at that look at that <laughs> i see boobs in real life <laughs> don't get me wrong i love seeing boobs in movies there's a big part of me that's still 15 but if you're telling me that's the only thing i got to watch for in a movie then i got better you you know ways to spend my time at this point. Oh man! Ah, oh, well, there you go. That's Love Month, everybody. <laughs> I I guess the big thing we all learned: love is fake. Oh no! Love is horrible. Oh no! Wait, no! Like what? What? What movies did we watch this month? We had Mamma Mia. Oh, that was great. <laughs> Oh, the that notebook. The notebook. That's good too. We had a good month, baby. Man, this we should not have kept this for last because this last it, this has left a lingering it taste, left in a bad taste in your mouth. Oh I'm my sorry. god! And I want to fall in love. I fall in love all the time. Sometimes I just go to a bar and I look across the dance floor and I say, "Yep, that is my future ex-wife right there." And it plays through my head. And for those couple of hours, the rest of the night, I'm in love. And I love it. There's nothing like it. But man, 50 Shades of Grey, what a fucking horrible piece of shit. Oh, man. Well, that's it for Love Month. It's on to our next thing, baby. Are you excited? March Madness, Gomez. It's March Madness time. Oh, baby. Last week, I put up a poll. For all our passengers to vote on on the uh, Facebook group, search card Jomez Podcast on Facebook. You'll find us there. Join us. We're having a lot of fun in there. Uh, I put up a poll. Four options. Joe, we had very close. It was very close. But So, Gomez, what's the winner? Winning by one vote. Sports movies will be the topic for our March Madness. All right. Oh. 
baby. So what we're going to do is we have four separate, you know, section, four separate brackets here. We're going to do a baseball, football, basketball, hockey. Line them all up. Mm, where should we start first? Joe? What do you think? What sports should we tackle first? Well, you know what's been in the news this week, Gomez? The NBA for oh, how gosh. terrible oh, God. that all-star game was. Why even have the fucking game? It's crazy. It's so bad. They is the most point score by halftime. It was the most point score. It was like a hundred to like ninety at like halftime. Like just what are we doing? So that was <laughs> Sunday night. I caught the last quarter after I got back from the Penguins game, and it just looked like guys were doing layup drills. Like it was Pretty just much. no one cared, it's, taking crazy shots. Carl Anthony Town shooting from all over just to, just so he could say I scored in an All Star game. Just to say I did it. Yep, hundred percent. And like. Is that even an accomplishment? That's like you no. put this. He like put the toggle meter all the way down to beginner mode and now wants to brag about it. I agree. You want to play like that way for fun? Sure. But don't go around and act like you hot shit, bro. <laughs> so I say bad. we start with basketball in honor of that fucking mm. horrible weekend for the NBA. Oh, all right. So this is what we're going to do. So each bracket has... Three movies, one okay. movie advances to the first round, uh, the second round, excuse me. So we got our matchup here, our first round matchup in the basketball bracket, Joe. Okay. Ready for this? We got Blue Chips. Ooh. You can find this on Paramount Plus if you want to watch along. It will be taken on. He got game. Oh, baby. This is a VOD rental. Sorry, folks. You got to spend $3.99 if you want to watch it, if you don't already own it. These two will be facing off where the winner will take on Hoosiers, the number one seed in the basketball bracket. Oh, uh, so how does this work now? We watch all three this week, really? Yeah, we can watch all three this week. Well, is it? Then, do we just do Blue Chips versus He Got Game and then come back? Yes, yeah, of course. But if you wanted to watch this week's game, you know, we're not going to talk about blue chips if it wins versus Hoosiers. That's okay. that's that's for the end. But if you well, want to watch all know. three, yeah, no. So we could watch all three. So we just we watch them, or you could save it for when the matchup comes. Whichever you want to do. Well, I don't know matter. if we have enough time. Do we have enough weeks for that? We do. We have enough weeks. There's five weeks we have here. So we are good to go, baby. That's why right. we're starting it, starting it here to get it in here. So yeah, we're gonna start with that. So with this week, we'll be watching Blue Chips. He got game. We're gonna put a poll up on the website. You find folks are gonna vote. Please, if you watch the movie, vote. Even if you don't watch the movie, maybe you've seen them a hundred times. You don't need to watch them. Just vote. Help us out. We're going to vote, too. We didn't vote on the topics, but this one, we should vote on this one. When we watch a movie we like, we should throw our vote up on there, too. So the movie that will be moving on will be decided by the group, then? Yes. It'll be group think. Okay. Yeah. But we have a say. We, we might be able to break a tie with one of our votes. Okay. So there we go. I think that's going to be fun. Mm, we will reveal the full bracket with all the movies. On our Facebook group this week. You want to see what we're watching? Get a jump start? 
Come and join, folks. Call Joe Mez Podcast on Facebook. It's free. Just join. It's free. And if you're using Facebook, I get it. You don't use Facebook, don't worry about it. But if you're on Facebook every day goofing off, come goof off with us, please. Come on. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm excited. Oh, baby. So, Gomez, that's for next week. But we still have to finish up this week, don't we? Yes, we do, baby. Now time for the big finish. All right, Joe, it's big finish time. But, but we're going to do something a little different this week. We're going to. We're going to put the wheel down. Get rid of that fucking wheel. Get it out of here, Joe. Get it out of here. Thank you. What What is happening? You see, you were away this week. I was. I was home doing stuff. And in my travels throughout the interwebs, I came up with an idea. An idea for a game show for us to play this week. For, for you to play this week. So, Joe, I'm going to hit this game show music. Oh, baby. Joseph, are you ready to play? Wrestling move or sexual position? Actually, yes. I I would like to play this game. (laughs) All right. The rules are real simple here, Joe. I'm going to give you a name, and you're going to let me know is this a wrestling move, a sexual position, or both? Mm. I had a feeling that might be one of the options. Oh, you know it, baby. Here we go. Number one, Joe. The Canadian Destroyer. Wrestling? Canadian Destroyer is a wrestling move. That is correct. Yes. One for one, Joseph. Here we go. Number two. The Anaconda Vice. The Anaconda Vice is a wrestling move. You are correct again. Two for two, baby. Oh, I So love I've already it. I've already passed your score from you scroll or finish hockey players. Son of a bitch. You just have to bring that up, you bastard. Alright, our next one. The Full Nelson. Full Nelson is a wrestling move. Oh, Joseph, it is both. That is a sexual position and a wrestling move. What is, how? A Full Nelson is a Full Nelson in both forms, in the sexual position and the wrestling move. You do the Full Nelson with the arms above the head. And then, you know, you're giving her the sex while you're doing it, you know? I've never seen or heard that. Oh, baby. Uh, You know, if we weren't on YouTube, I would show you a clip. But uh, you have to do that on your own. Now (laughs) I may change my wrestling name to Phil Nelson. (laughs) Oh, I like where this is going. (laughs) Next up, Joe, Thor's Hammer. Sexual position or wrestling? Thor's hammer is a sexual position. You are correct. (laughs) It's a fun one if you want to look that one up. (laughs) 
Oh man! All right, doing good. You only got. So I need one more to win, right? Shut the hell up! You got a few more to go here. The V trigger, Joe. Mm. The V trigger is both. No, I have it down as only a wrestling move. What's it as a sexual position? What is it? Tell me. It's 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 when you get handsy with. It's when you get handsy. If you say so, I'll give you the point, Joe. Because <laughs> I know that's um that guy that used to be famous. Uh <laughs> used to be famous. <laughs> he was famous until he started wrestling in America. Uh Kenny Omega. Yes, it is Kenny. I was wondering if you would know that because I know you don't really mess with those uh, other folks. <laughs> well, I remember years ago when he was a big deal. Um yes. You know, was the RIP wherever he is now to his career. The car mechanic, car mechanic is is a sexual position. Yes, it is. (laughs) He knew that right away, folks. (laughs) Oh, think about what a car mechanic does. That's the move. (laughs) (laughs) All right, a couple more left here. A couple more, Joe. The need for speed. Sexual position. Yes, it is. Oh, my man's killing it. All right, I got one, two. We got four left. Here we go. Jesus Christ, how many did we do? I think I did 10 or something like that. I did 10. I did like 10 total. I think. One, two, three, four, five, six. Who cares? No, next up, the Flying Dutchman. Wrestling move or sexual position? Uh, wrestling move. No, that is a sex move. Oh, so close. Joseph, the octopus. Wrestling move? Wrestling move. Position? It is both. It could be both, yeah. Oh, it is both, baby. Here we go. Our final one, Joseph. Sweet chin music wrestling move or sexual position see part of me wants to say both because hmm. i know what the act would be hmm. if you do but i'm gonna say just a wrestling move you should have said both <laughs> sweet chin music Think about that one too, folks. I can imagine (laughs) what it would be, but I've never heard to I've never heard it referred to as that before. All of these uh were looked up on Urban Dictionary to double check to see if there was a sexual position with it. So, like Canadian Destroyer, I was like, I could see that being both, but I did some searches and it only came up wrestling moves. So you got any problems? You talk to UrbanDictionary.com, folks. Joseph, you did a bang-up job, I believe. What you do? You did seven, seven, seven and three, right? I think you got Whoa. seven right and three yeah, wrong. That, that sounds about right. Ooh, what a showing. Letting everyone know that you truly are a pervert. Thank you very much for playing, Joseph. Thank you for tuning in to wrestling moves or sexual positions. Uh, and thank you guys for listening to the Car Jomez podcast. Remember 
to follow us on all the social media at Card Jomez. Have that subscribe enabled wherever it is that you're listening to the show, or if you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash at Card Jomez pod. You can follow all my stuff over at the Joe Shoes all across social media or my own YouTube channel for food reviews and more stuffs, youtube.com slash Joe Shoes. I'm so upset. I forgot to change my background. I had a game show background. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm the Gomez154, Instagram, Twitter, Blue Sky, all that fun stuff. Mez Movie on the Twitch. Just last week, I popped up randomly and started showing some wrestling stuff because it's wrestling season. This is why I thought of the game show. I've been thinking of love. And wrestling, getting ready for Sweaty Men in Tights next month. So follow that Twitch stream, baby. We'll be back next week. We are starting March Madness. It is our sports movie bracket. We're beginning with basketball movies. Blue Chips versus He Got Game. Check them out. Watch along with us. Join our Facebook group and get the conversation started. And remember to get your votes in over there for which of those movies it is that you prefer. So, Gomez, we got a lot going on. March is going to be a busy month, but... Going to be fun. With all that being said, let's make like Tom and Cruz. Peace!